The world is waking up, and you finding your way here today is no coincidence. The spirit world always has a way of guiding us where we most need to be at the absolute perfect time. I'm your host, Lindsay Morlock, and you're listening to The Guided Podcast, where we explore how the spirit world works on our behalf to guide us along our paths. This is where you'll learn how to live a life that is both conscious and connected, so you can supercharge your pathway to healing and open to life's magic and miracles. Come along this journey to see how guided you truly are. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Guided. This week, I've been feeling called to dive into the topic of physical pain with you. You know, our physical bodies are these sacred containers that serve as a vehicle to carry our soul through our lifetime. And if I truly take time to think about the human body and all the functions it carries out for us on a daily basis to keep us breathing and functioning, it is truly amazing. Our skin regenerates itself and knows how to keep us you know, breathing while we sleep, while detoxifying at the same time. Our livers are these amazing organs constantly charged with clearing out all of the pollutants we ingest on a daily basis. So given all the functions our bodies carry out, it probably wouldn't surprise you to hear that our physical bodies are also full of wisdom. And like everything in our lives and everything this podcast is about, it's our job to bring attention and conscious awareness to the message that our bodies are trying to communicate to us. And that's what leads me to this topic today around physical pain in the body. So where I want to start the conversation today is with the bottom line, which is your physical pain is always a message for you. And here's why. Physical pain always manifests in the physical body last. So by the time you are experiencing any type of pain in the physical body, you can be certain that you've been out of balance emotionally, mentally, and you know spiritually for quite quite some time by the time those physical symptoms are actually manifesting and showing up. And it makes sense because the physical presentation of symptoms is like this last ditch effort and a wake up call for you to pay attention. Now, sometimes people want to challenge me about this, and it usually comes out in the form of some literal interpretation of why logically they have their pain. Something like, well, it happened because I was playing tennis and I just rolled over on my ankle. That's why I sprained it. Or no, I just threw my back out because I wasn't lifting a box in the correct position. And it's not that the action you take doesn't contribute to the injury because it most certainly can. It's that emotionally, when there are blockages that continue to go unresolved and you remain out of balance for a period of time, there's a weakness or a vulnerability created in that part of the body that causes some form of dis-ease or injury within the body. And some of us are particularly sensitive to energies within the physical body. I know I personally am. My body is incredibly sensitive to physical manifestation of pain, and it seems to manifest in my body most quickly when I am out of balance. And while it's not always fun, it's an easy button for spirit to push to get my attention because I'm highly attuned to when my body is out of balance and spirit works through my clairsentience, which is clear feeling in the body, to help me get messages. And 
if I don't pay attention to the different aches and pains I'm experiencing or the dis-ease that might show up in my body, the pain or the dis-ease gets louder and louder. Or I get sick or I get more tired and drained until I pay attention and get the message that spirit is trying to send me. Now, the miraculous thing is that once I understand the message that my body's trying to tell me, the pain can disappear sometimes instantly. Now, other times there might be more action I need to take to help bring my body back into balance, maybe going to a doctor or a chiropractor or an acupuncturist. I've worked with an orthobionomist. You know, the list goes on and on. I've worked with functional doctors in the past to help bring my entire system back into balance after long stretches of being out of alignment. But those were also in days where I was far less conscious than I am now. And I've used breath work to not only help keep myself balanced, but to help resolve imbalances when they arise in my physical body. The type of breath work I practice and facilitate for others is actually designed to help you release emotional debris that clogs up your system. And I've had breathwork clients come to me complaining of shoulder pain or even a frozen shoulder prior to their session. But following the session, their range of motion has increased or their pain has decreased. And I'm not doing anything to that person in the session. They simply use their breath to clear their physical body of the emotional issues residing in their tissues that was lodged in vulnerable areas. So moving energy can really contribute to the healing of the physical body, but it's important equally to understand the message that's underlying all of it. Now, I want to be clear that I'm not a doctor, nor is this episode intended to offer a treatment plan or prescription for any type of medical ailment. In fact, by the time you're experiencing physical pain of any kind, you very well may need to take a multi-prong approach to treat the issue. But the point I'm trying to make is that even while using modern medicine to treat a condition, if you don't understand the emotional root cause of what you're experiencing, you're just putting a band-aid on the problem. There's an emotional root cause to every ailment created within the body. And when we bring an intention of awareness and understanding that emotional root cause to our healing, it truly helps us with alleviating our pain or our suffering. And it also contributes to our evolution towards a healthier future. So I thought it would be helpful to share with you some examples of how this has played out in my own life. You know, growing up, I was highly active from climbing trees as a kid to playing all sorts of sports. You know, I can list an injury in nearly every section of my body from head to toe, from concussions and broken nose to sprained ankles and multiple surgeries over the years. My physical body has been speaking to me my whole life. That is clear to me now, except I wasn't always consciously aware or awake to its messages until my own awakening. But I hope some of these stories will help to illustrate the meaning and messages underlying the conditions that helped me with my own evolution. Now, you've heard me speak about my 100-pound weight loss journey before, but when I was at the end of that journey and had reached my goal weight, I naturally felt better about my outward appearance, right? I felt good about the way I looked in my clothes. I was generally feeling more confident about myself. I was also receiving positive affirmation from others and a lot of attention for the way I was eating and the discipline and the hard work that it took for me to achieve that goal. And all of that external validation helped to fuel this sense of self-worth and self-esteem, but it was coming from outside of me. It was coming externally. The problem with that weight loss journey was that I was losing weight because ultimately I felt like I wasn't going to be able to have the things I wanted in my life if I remained at my heaviest weight. And in particular, a romantic relationship was front of mind for me at that 
time. And I had strong beliefs that no one was going to be able to love me because I truly thought that no one would ever be able to look past my outward appearance to get to know the real me. Was that true? No. But I held such a deep belief that it was that as a result, I found plenty of evidence in the physical world to support that belief. So when I was losing weight, did I want to be healthy? Yes. Did I want to feel better in my skin? Yes. And while these things aren't bad things to want, I wasn't really on the weight loss journey to take better care of my physical body. That was how I had to do what I wanted to do. But the truth is that I was doing those things for the purpose that I felt I needed to be different and fit into a particular mold so that I would be lovable. So my intentions were misguided. And you can actually refer back to episode four to learn more about the power of our intentions and subsequent beliefs and how those guide us. But back to the story. So I lose the 100 pounds and finally get to the goal I want. And what happens? I develop bad cystic acne and my body literally feels like it's starving all the time. Those were the two results of my weight loss journey. Trying to keep the weight off became a huge challenge every day because although I wasn't aware what was going on within my body at the time, there's now research that supports the connection of leptin, which is your hunger stimulating hormone and weight loss. So there's two different issues here. There's this ravenous hunger and the acne issue. So I want to start with the acne issue. Now, keep in mind that the irony here is that I never even had acne as a teenager. And now here I was as an adult, almost 30 years old with an acne problem so bad that I refused to leave the house without a full face of makeup on because I was embarrassed. It eroded my self-esteem and I was never really someone who cared much about whether I had makeup on going out in public, but I felt so embarrassed by these welts all over my face. It left me feeling like I just wanted to hide. And so I had already spent several years of my life burying my body underneath clothing like ponchos so people couldn't ever see my body with all of that extra weight. And the moment I fixed my weight problem, now I had another reason to feel unworthy. So that gives you a glimpse into what was going on in my inner world and how it was showing up quite literally on my face and in terms of my appetite. Now, one of the resources I love for understanding the mental and emotional causes of physical issues is Louise Hay's book called Heal Your Body. I love it because it's an easy to use quick reference guide for any physical ailment that you have and understanding the underlying spiritual meaning. And when you look up the metaphysical meaning of acne, it's all about self-worth. It's about not accepting the self and not liking the self. So there it is, right? Pretty simple, clear as day. The acne was expressing the message that I needed to get about my own self-worth. I had undergone this significant weight loss journey because I didn't like the way I looked, but that was an issue rooted more deeply in not liking myself. And when we don't address that underlying issue, as demonstrated through this example, a different issue with a similar root cause popped right in. So we really can't escape these emotional issues because when we try to fix it from an external perspective, there's just going to be another manifestation of that issue because it's trying to get our attention. So now part two of this was my excessive hunger. Now I went to so many doctors who all told me it was likely in my head that it was just an issue of self-control and in my body, I knew what I was feeling. I was working at the time at a university and one day an email came across my desk that had an article from a nutrition professor who was studying the effects of the body after weight loss. And this article spoke directly to what he called wolf-like hunger post-weight loss. And I felt so seen. I knew that is 
what my body was experiencing. And in that moment, I felt validated that this wasn't an issue of discipline, that this was truly a chemical reaction happening in my body, driving that hunger. That said, when I look up excessive appetite in this book, do you know what the underlying spiritual cause is? It's driven by fear. It's driven by a need to protect yourself and judgment of your emotions, all of which are calling for self-love, all of which reflect this lack of self-acceptance. So did I go to a dermatologist to get medication to help me with the acne? Yes. And I eventually found a functional doctor who understood how to treat the leptin issue. Both were negatively impacting me on a physical level in many ways, but I did dive into understanding the message and what I needed to help myself work on emotionally, namely my self-esteem and self-acceptance in order to help heal this at a deeper level. It took time and patience to bring my body back into balance. I even remember when I decided I no longer wanted to be on medication for the acne. I sort of cringed as I came off of it because I was afraid it was going to come back because my doctor was telling me it was probably going to come back. But you know what? It didn't. It healed. And I believe it healed because I saw what I needed to see. I got the message. And I also want to say that the healing wasn't perfect on an emotional level. I didn't completely heal my self-worth issues. Knowing my worth is one of the life lessons that I've come into this lifetime to spend my entire time here majoring in. But understanding the message and taking action to work on healing that part of myself was enough for the healing to begin within my body. So it doesn't have to be perfect. We aren't doomed with these physical issues forever just because we don't heal something completely. There are always levels and layers to our healing, and this situation was no different. But by taking responsibility for working on this part of myself, the physical manifestation of the problem was able to clear. So let me offer another story that articulates this in a really big way, how our thoughts and our alignment and our balance impact our physical bodies and how that is a parallel for what spiritual understanding we most need. So I guess it was nearly 11 years ago at this point, I found myself stopped at a red light for 30 seconds. And in that 30 second window, I happened to glance in my rear view mirror for a second before realizing that the man in the car behind me was distracted and was not noticing that there were cars stopped in front of him. And moments later, I I found myself bracing as his car rear ended me, sending me into two cars that were stopped ahead of me. Now, one thing that's important to this story is that at the time while I was stopped at this red light, I was in my head in an incredible spiral of shame and negative self-talk. I was ruminating about my life and I was beating myself up for a dating situation at the time that left me disappointed in just so many ways. You know, I was harping internally on the mistakes I had made for feeling foolish, for not seeing the signs, for feeling not enough in every way that you can possibly imagine. And the truth is that I never actually did anything wrong in this relationship. In fact, the relationship itself never even took off. It wasn't even really a thing. And yet I punished myself, blamed myself, took every opportunity to reinforce to myself that I would never be enough for anyone because I held that belief so deeply. And then boom, crash, this car 
hits me sends me flying forward, right? So the man who just hits me gets out of his car, lights a cigarette, proceeds to ask me if I think we need to call the cops because my car looks okay. He was hoping, I think, that insurance wouldn't need to be involved. And I must have looked at him like he had eight heads because his car was spewing fluids all over the road. And I was like, um, well, your car looks totaled. So I'm going to say, yeah, we need to call the cops. So shockingly, I was able to drive away from the scene only a bit shaken up and seemingly unharmed. I went immediately to the grocery store for some reason and was walking up and down the aisles in some sort of fog crying. Um, I don't know why I continued to go there, but I guess that's that's what happens in these situations. But over the next three days, I was in excruciating neck pain from what I thought was whiplash, but it instead turned out to be a spinal disc injury that left me in need eventually of a double cervical fusion. So here's the quick recap. Shame spiral, car accident, and eventually surgery eight months later. Now, when I look up cervical neck issues and the spiritual cause, you know what it says about the root cause? Feeling unloved. It's like, boom, there you have it. In hindsight, I know this crash was purposeful. You know, a few years later, I came across an article that spoke about the metaphysical meaning of a car accident. And the message was about getting you out of your head and quite literally thrusting you forward in your life. So that all clearly tracked, right? So interesting how those messages were so accurately attuned. And I quite literally felt like this car accident was spirit's way of saying, we are done with this way of thinking. We need to move you forward. And the surgery, the injury became a huge distraction for the next year of my life that literally did pull me out of the shame spiral. So I had nothing to focus on except my own health and well-being. Okay, so back to the story. The surgery goes incredibly well, especially given that I selected to have it on the same day as a hurricane. The hospital even lost power while I was on the operating table. And while I didn't know there was going to be a hurricane when I scheduled it, it all seemed so fitting given my emotional state at the time, honestly. But the surgery goes well and I was out of the hospital, you know, in a day in good time and was on the road to recovery. And I apologize if any of this stuff makes you squeamish, but it feels like it's important to mention that when you have a cervical fusion, there's hardware placed in your neck that helps the bone fuse together into one solid bone. And when this happens, you are said to be fully fused and there is said to be union. And while it can take time for this to happen, it generally happens within about two years following a surgery like this. So despite everything going according to plan with my recovery, my neck wasn't fusing completely. And when that happens, it's known as either a failed fusion or a non-union. So hold that thought as I fast forward nine years. My neck is still not completely fused all those years later. And while I have some neck pain, I'm generally fine day to day. But then one day I'm sitting at my computer when I sneeze and I rupture another disc. This time, however, the disc I rupture is in my lower back. And I wish I had a sexier story to tell about this one, but all I can say is sneezes can do a lot of damage when you have weak spots in the body as a result of some sort of unresolved emotional stuff going on that you're not dealing with. And the lower back is all about support, feeling unsupported in your life, and and the meaning for where I was in my life at the time, that all tracked. So eventually I needed surgery to remove this disc, but I lived with the pain that this disc caused for at least five years before it was negatively impacting my quality of life so much so that I decided 
decided to correct it. Now, during this time period, those five years where I was living with that back pain, I had already been working with my own spiritual coach and I had done quite a bit of work on myself. I was becoming more conscious. I was learning how to process my emotions, understanding their emotional root cause and the messages our emotions are telling us. So this time, before I went into my surgery, I went in with a whole different level of consciousness and I actually set intentions before the surgery. I visualized how the entire process would unfold. I visualized the operation and set the intention for it to be an easy textbook case that ran smoothly with the best and most supportive doctors and nurses with pain levels below a four and a short stay at the hospital. And every single one of these intentions came into fruition. So as I continued in my recovery, it was a smooth recovery period. And at my 18-month follow-up appointment, not only did my doctor tell me that my lower back had fused six months ahead of schedule, He also told me that miraculously my neck after 11 years of non-union had finally fused. You cannot make this stuff up. And I believe that my attention to my alignment, my emotions, my thoughts, and my spiritual growth are what's responsible for all of this unfolding the way that it has and for bringing my body back into a state of balance. And the point here is I dealt with this non-union in my neck for 11 years. So you could easily jump to the conclusion that that bone was never fusing, but it did. So we keep changing and evolving. And if we take the time to lean into the messages that spirit is trying to send us so that we can heal the emotional root causes of our ailments, our bodies can regenerate. They can restore. They can come back into balance. Our bodies are amazing. And so there is such power, in my opinion, in this story, because also when your bones don't fuse and they call this a non union, spirit's metaphor there is not lost on me. Remember at the time of my accident, I was in a place of total separation from my true self. That's what the ego does. It is the great separator. And I was in an egoic spiral beating myself up, I wasn't liking myself, no less loving myself. And my ego was committed to ensuring that I continued to keep feeling that way. The ego wants to block us from the truth of who we really are. The truth, though, is that we are not our thoughts, but our thoughts are incredibly powerful in changing our realities and in creating our realities, both positive and negative. But when I took responsibility for understanding the messages that my body was trying to tell me and took responsibility for my own health and healing, my body healed in that so-called union. It was such a symbolic moment for me of the power of positive thinking, the power of peace and keeping your body in a state of balance and how your cells literally respond to your mental state. That's what was going on. And this is what our spiritual journeys are about, recognizing all of the ways that this earth plane and our minds separate us from the truth of who we really are so that we can remember. In the book, A Journey of Souls by Michael Newton, he talks um, in the very beginning about how we are all essentially born with amnesia and we spend the rest of our lives trying to remember who we really are. And who we all are at the most fundamental spiritual level 
is love. And yet this 3D existence is full of challenges and obstacles and beliefs and programs and paradigms that are intended to separate us from that source of love, from our true essence. But we have these incredible bodies with wisdom that truly can help us if we attune to its messages. So remember, when we are experiencing any kind of injury, illness, dis-ease on the physical level, we have been out of balance emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually for a while. And the physical ailment is that last stop to getting your attention. So at this point, we often need to bring ourselves back into balance on the physical level first by addressing and managing the pain or the symptoms, maybe seeing doctors tending to your needs, however they need to be tended to. However, if we don't couple this with the emotional and spiritual work and understanding the wisdom your body is trying to communicate about why the ailment is presenting itself, the body and the physical symptoms just keep getting louder and louder. So to this day, spirit uses my body as a vehicle to deliver powerful messages to me. I've had neck pain on and off for years following the surgery. And yet as I improve my thoughts and keep my focus on my alignment and my balance, my neck pain has stopped being an issue in the same way that it was. You know, nowadays when my neck hurts, it's generally a sign that there's something I'm trying to control in my life. It happens if I'm being too rigid or too set in my ways when I'm blocking the flow of my life. I notice that neck pain in those situations takes center stage. And the more I dig my heels in and resist, the worse the neck pain becomes. And I notice that when I get clear on the message that pain is trying to communicate, the pain can often resolve immediately. When I first moved to Arizona, one day I noticed my vision was blurry. I couldn't see anything clearly and it freaked me out because I generally have good eyesight, but it was all energetic. Spirit was telling me that I wasn't seeing a situation clearly, that I needed a different perspective. And the minute I got that message, my vision restored. Now, I know some of these things are a little wild to think about, but it's amazing how quickly these symptoms resolve when we get the message. It's when we ignore the messages that our problems within the body start to compound. And while we all have a spectrum of discomfort and disease and injury that we experience throughout our lives, it's up to you whether you want to bring conscious awareness to the emotional root cause and bring attention to your healing in multiple ways or not. But when we do, we get to make the choice to heal ourselves at all levels. So the message today is that your aches, your pains, your illnesses, injuries, they're always communicating a message to you. And the intention of this conversation is not to shame or blame anyone for their circumstances. It's just that so many of us are walking around totally unconscious to the beliefs that they hold. And those beliefs are creating our realities, right? They're creating our easefulness and they're creating our discomfort and our pain. But we have the ability to navigate these things in a conscious way. I've I've really learned to be grateful for the pain that I do experience physically when I when I experience it now because it gives me a quick insight, quick download into what I need to understand about mental and emotional imbalances within me. And when I address them, I not only return to a state of balance more quickly and a state of health, but I also prevent the problems from coming back in the future so I can continue on that pathway to what I want to experience, which is vibrant health. So our health and our physical bodies are just one more way 
one more tool, one more vehicle that spirit uses to guide us along our respective journeys. And so I encourage you to Google the metaphysical meanings behind your ailments or even grab, you know, something like Louise Hay's book that I mentioned earlier, which I will put in the show notes for you to look up some of those underlying emotional root causes. You will find a plethora of information out there if you just take the time to look. You know, another tool I like to use is one of self-inquiry. Sometimes I take out my journal and I have a conversation with the part of my body that's trying to communicate with me, the part of my body that hurts or feels sick. You know, I pretend to interview it and ask it what message it's trying to communicate with me or what it most wants me to know. And then from there, I write down whatever comes through me, you know, and it does kind of feel like you're making it up sometimes when you first try it. But the wisdom that can come through in these little nuggets, it's very powerful. Your body is incredibly wise, as is your soul. And you have the ability to access that wisdom at any time. You know, even if you have a deck of oracle cards, you could use those to help you understand what messages are trying to come through. The point is your intention to seek to understand what's going on beneath the surface of the expression of that physical pain. That is where the true answers lie. So until next time, may you connect with the wisdom of your own body and pay attention to all the messages that are trying to get your attention. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to the Guided Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I would be so grateful if you would share it with a friend or even leave me a review so we can ensure that it makes its way into the ears of listeners who need to hear these messages most. Until next time, may you remember how guided you truly are.